0: Welcome to the Catholic Café, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski.
1: Welcome to the Catholic Café. Greetings, one and all. I'm Deacon Jeff, and we're broadcasting from the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Café. But I must tell you, the uh, booth seems a bit empty today since uh, my trusty sidekick, Tom Dorian, couldn't make it in. But we'll definitely have him back with us next week. But fear not, we have a wonderful show planned for you today uh, as we focus on the role of the laity in the church's mission. And more specifically, we're going to focus on uh, one way in which a layperson can act on his or her sharing in Christ's threefold office of priest, prophet, and king namely an organization known as the Order of Malta, and more about that in a moment. First, uh, as a little background, let's read from the church document Lumen Gentium from Vatican II concerning the role of the laity in actively participating in the saving work of Christ. Lumen Gentium tells us uh, in paragraph 7 and also in 33, the laity, no matter who they are, have as living members the vocation of applying to the building up of the church and to its continual sanctification all the powers which they have received from the goodness of the Creator and from the grace of the Redeemer. And uh, the Council Fathers also stated in that document, Through baptism and confirmation, all are appointed to this apostolate of the Lord himself. Thus, every layperson, through those gifts given to him, is at once the witness and the living instrument of the mission of the church itself according to the measure of Christ's bestowal. So a long reading from Lumen Gentium, but this is, of course, an apt summary of the Catholic understanding of the roles of individual members of the church body, the body of Christ. And so to help us along in this discussion, we're joined by two members of a very ancient and noble organization within the church. Called the Order of Malta. Please welcome our guests, Noreen Falcone and Robert Hutton. Robert, Noreen, welcome to the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. Thank you, Deacon Jeff. It's good to be here.
2: Thank you, Deacon Jeff. It's a gorgeous cafe.
1: Yeah, well, in fact, we ought to get our waitress over here. Uh, We'll get Betty over here. Betty's going to bring us some coffee. Uh, Is that what you'd like, Noreen?
2: Actually, I'd like a chai tea. Is that available?
1: Oh, we have everything that you could possibly imagine here at the Catholic Cafe. Robert, are you okay? Uh, Coffee just black would be fine for me. You're an ordinary sort of fellow, I can tell. (laughs) That's right. Well, wonderful. So uh, let's start with a simple question. Is it simply a matter of knowing Christ as Savior and having faith in him and then sort of resting on our laurels or... Aren't all the members of the body of Christ called to act on our faith in Christ?
3: Well, Deacon Jeff, I think this, I mean, the way we look at this is that because we're Christians, because we're followers of Jesus Christ, that we're compelled to imitate our Lord and to go out and to uh, help the poor and help the sick and visit the imprisoned and basically to do everything that our Lord, uh, if you look at Matthew 25, all those virtues that Christians are supposed to do. We don't do it because we're trying to be saved by doing that, but we're doing that because we know Jesus and that Jesus wants us to do that. So one of the beauties of the, um, w- the Order of Malta is that it is a way that for a thousand years that, um, th- that Christians have devoted themselves to helping the sick and the poor and imitating Christ.
1: Well, wonderful. So, You mentioned that the Order of Malta is nearly a thousand years old. That's truly an ancient organization. So Noreen, tell me a little bit about the Order of Malta and maybe where it got its start.
2: Well, the Order of Malta began in the 11th century, uh, that we had a wonderful um, brother called Fra uh, Gerard, who was uh, um, a member of uh, uh, the Benedictine Order, and his role was to go out and help the poor and the sick. He, He took that on as his mantle. And uh, part of his, uh, his charism was to go to Jerusalem during the time of the Crusades and to set up a hospital there for the uh, noblemen, uh, the knights, who were uh, on Crusades going to find the Holy Grail. And actually, um, that was where the first hospital was formed.
1: So before that point, there weren't really any traditional hospitals as we know them. So that's where the, the, the origin of the hospital came from.
2: Right. It was, uh, he was called a hospitaller. And uh, we today use that name for the people in our order who are in charge of, doing, of uh, doing our service work, setting up
4: our service works for us.
1: So there's obviously the care of the sick and the poor involved in that, that early uh, construction of this organization. Was there also another component in terms of, de- of defending the faith in the church?
3: There was, Deacon Jeff, and that really came about uh, pragmatically. The order originally was set up to serve the sick and the poor, But what happened with the Crusades, uh, the Latin kingdom in Jerusalem was constantly under attack. And so pragmatically, the order ended up having to take on a defensive function as well. Uh, So over time, um, that defensive function became more and more... Uh, of a focus out of out of necessity
1: literally men were losing their lives in that kind of defense there were literally battles going on right
3: there were battles going on there were battles in jerusalem uh to uh towards the end of the 13th century and then the order set up uh on the island of rhodes and ultimately on the island of malta and basically had a naval force and defended the
1: mediterranean against um uh attacks by the turks on well, Europe. And of course, uh, Robert and Noreen, I noticed that the two of you did not come in wielding swords. So obviously this mission of defense of the church is not uh, to be taken uh, in a life or death literal meaning now. It's sort of transitioned into another kind of defense. Can you tell us a little about that?
2: Well, we still defend the faith, Deacon, but we don't do it with swords. Uh, we do it with words and with actions. We believe that um, That working with our hands is a way of prayer to the good Lord. That when um, we—I noticed that you did um, a show on the Eucharist. And when we receive the Eucharist, we become the hands of Christ— And so then we go out, and this is how we use our hands in God's name to defend the faith.
1: So the primary mission still continued to be today what for the Order of Malta?
2: Basically, it's to defend the faith, and it's to serve the sick and the poor. Uh, it, uh, it, uh, it seems to be uh, many times a lot easier to serve the sick and the poor than it is to defend the faith. But we believe that you defend the faith by your actions.
1: Well, Robert, where do we find the Order of Malta today? Is this a, a local organization you're going to find? Is it like the local Moose Lodge or whatever? Or is it, uh, is it a little bigger than that?
3: Deacon Jeff, the Order is headed uh, internationally. It's, it Well, first of all, it's unusual in the world because the Order is three things at once. It's a Catholic religious order. It is an order of knighthood and it is a sovereign state. The order has diplomatic relations with a hundred different nations and has a permanent observer seat uh, at the United Nations. It's headquartered in Rome and headed by a, a religious brother who has the title of Prince and Grand Master. So it's an international organization, but it is also divided regionally uh, throughout the world. In the United States, we in this particular area are in what is called the Federal Association, and Noreen is actually the president of the Federal Association, which comprises a large amount of uh, area in the United States. So we're in international order, but then we also are divided into local or regional areas that carry on the various works defending the faith and serving the sick and the poor.
1: So would I be right in saying that that some some of the things that the Order of Malta gets involved in may be on a national or international level, but because it can be divided up into smaller pieces in different parts of uh, different countries, that it can also be a very local have very good strong local impact.
2: Yes, we try to work. Uh, the federal association has uh, um, areas in twenty. 20- 20 different cities in the United States, mostly in the south to the east to the Mississippi River. Uh, There's another association called the American Association. They're based in New York City, and they work more in the northeast. And then we have a western association that's based in California. We also have, um, throughout the world, we're in 59 different countries. And as Robert said, we have um, ambassadors to 120 different countries. We do tremendous work throughout the the world. Uh, but here uh, in the United States, we still do a lot of work with the sick and the poor. When uh, Katrina hit in New Orleans, um, the whole order came together and donated funds and then the, mostly the three American associations went down there and worked repairing homes, which we are still doing today.
1: Well, Robert, you were telling us earlier or telling me earlier before we started to record that in terms of care of the sick and the poor and, and uh, Noreen's telling us a little bit about. Uh, a specific example of Hurricane Katrina, that there's a a lot of money involved here in terms of of what work the the order does in terms of donations and and bringing necessary resources to uh, either a disaster area or to a situation.
3: Deacon Jeff, worldwide, the Order of Malta does about a billion dollars a year in charity. Uh, We did tsunami relief with the tsunami. We were the first to bring relief into Burma. Uh, we run hospitals throughout the world. We run the only maternity hospital in the, um, in Palestine, holy family hospital. We run clinics in Africa for the poor, um, throughout the world. Uh, there are just countless efforts, uh, ambulance cores and, and, and relief for various people. So the order worldwide does a tremendous amount of work in trying to bring healing to people in the name of Christ. And, and, and that's ultimately our goal. Federal Association does a lot as well. We have clinic programs um, where we run clinics in the United States to help the poor. Um, There's just a a tremendous amount of um, opportunities for the members. And this is not only service to the poor, but it's an ability for the Knights and Dames of Malta to to actually imitate Christ, to increase their own spirituality by serving our lords, the sick and the poor, which is what blessed uh, Jared wanted us to do.
1: And so that's obviously, uh, uh, as St. Paul told the Galatians, that is a true uh, example of faith uh, working through love here. Well, this is a wonderful and great discussion. We're gonna, we've got so much more uh, ground to cover when we get back from a short break. But uh, first, I do want to remind everyone about our website at www.thecatholiccafe.com. Where you can find a wealth of information, including MP3s of this and, and previous shows, uh, podcasting, and lots of links to other great Catholic resources on the web. Also, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email at Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And so, as my father used to tell me all the time in the car, son, keep your hands off the radio. We'll be right back.
4: I'm Bess Drzezemski, and this is another great moment in church history. Late in the 11th century, next to the Holy Sepulchre in the Holy Land was a Benedictine monastery called St. Maria Latina, and the guest house of this monastery was begun the first hospital called the Hospital of Jerusalem, and it was dedicated to serving not only the poor, but pilgrims to the Holy Land, as well as those fighting in the Crusades against the Ottoman forces oppressing Jerusalem. This hospital fell into the care of a dedicated and humble Benedictine monk at the monastery named... Gerard of Amalfi. Known as Blessed Gerard, he founded a new order in the year 1099 called the Hospitallers of St. John or the Knights of St. John, dedicated to St. John the Baptist. This order is now called the Order of Malta. Blessed Gerard remained dedicated to the twofold mission of the order his entire life the defense of the faith and the assistance to the poor and the suffering. There is an old painting in Rome which depicts Blessed Gerard handcuffed and holding a loaf of bread. Tradition tells the story that while Jerusalem was under the control of the Ottomans, he stood at the walls and pretended to throw stones at the Crusaders outside of the city. What he was actually throwing was bread to satisfy the hunger of those Christians fighting to retake the city. As the order grew, so also did support for its good works. Soon, more hospitals were being built, and the Knights of Malta were ever in demand to defend the faith, in some cases, to the death. But the Knights never lost sight of their purpose. Even after battle, before they were fed, they personally fed and attended to the needs of those in their care at the hospitals. Blessed Gerard died simply on September 3rd in 1120. His epitaph in the convent he founded aptly sums up his life and reads... Here lies Gerard, the humblest man among the dwellers in the East, the servant of the poor, a welcoming friend to strangers. He was lowly in demeanor, but within him shone a noble heart. The measure of his goodness may be seen within these walls. He was provident in many things, painstaking in all he did. He undertook many tasks of diverse nature, stretching out his arms diligently to many lands. He gathered from everywhere the means to feed his people. The works of Blessed Gerard continue today as the Order of Malta spans the globe with its works of aid to the poor and suffering and the defense of the truths of the Catholic faith. I'm Best Trozimski, and this is another great moment in church history.
0: Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff.
1: And welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, and I'm here with Robert Hutton and Noreen Falcone of the Order of Malta. So let's uh, pick up where we left off. Uh, Noreen, we were just talking about um, how a layperson might get involved and act out their faith to be uh, members of the body of Christ and acting uh, on the marching orders that Christ gave us. And so the Order of Malta is a wonderful opportunity to do that. But I guess we want to talk about a little bit about... Is the Order of Malta uh, an arm of the Church? Does it belong to the Church? Uh, what is its relationship with the Church?
2: Well, actually, Deacon Jeff, we are a lay religious order. That means that we are, we run ourselves. We, uh, as we told you, we are a sovereign country, uh, so our headquarters are in Rome, as it happens to be, but we are separate from the Catholic Church itself. Uh, obviously, if we are asked by our bishop and our local community to help him in some way, we would be the first ones there to do it. But, but we aren't commanded to do it. You know, we are asked to help out. As a matter of fact, a few years ago, uh, Pope John Paul uh, asked us to help him with a maternity hospital in Jerusalem, in Bethlehem, actually, uh, that was not being able to take care of itself. And so he asked the order if we would step in and help them bring this uh, hospital up to uh, modern-day conditions. We actually send uh, doctors there to work. They, uh, They train Uh, people who live in Bethlehem, the the doctors that live there. uh, We take them to Ireland or we take them to the States to teach them new techniques. uh, And we fully support the hospital. So uh, the hospital would not be in existence. And it is 500 yards from the place that Jesus was born. And it's a maternity hospital. You could not ask for a better way to defend the faith than to do that.
1: So this is truly a lay apostolate, something that was born out of the body of Christ and out of the need to uh, to live that Christian life. So I know you've also mentioned that you all take pilgrimages every year to Lourdes. What is what is that all about?
2: I don't know if I mentioned, but we are worldwide. There are over 12,000 members of the Order of Malta um, throughout throughout the world, North America, South America, Europe, Asia. We're now even opening up in Japan. Uh, we're down in Australia, so we're, we're all over the world. But we do try to come together, and so we now have a pilgrimage every year. The first week of May, we all go to Lourdes. Now, not all of us. There's probably five or 6,000 of us that go to Lourdes. We spend a week there, and we bring terminally ill people or people who have gone through a difficult illness, uh, and are looking for uh, uh, ways to be grateful and say thank you for having survived a difficult time. We we spend a week in Lourdes. We uh, uh, and, uh, and Lourdes is where Saint Bernadette was uh, visited by the Blessed Mother. Uh, we go to the grotto where the Blessed Mother appeared to Saint Bernadette, and we say masses there. We say the rosary quite often. We uh, process, um, and generally we just come together. And one of the things that we see happening, we, many people say, ask us if there are miracles. Do we see miracles? Well, you know, there have been documented miracles that have happened as a result of going to Lourdes. We like to talk more about miracles of the heart, and that definitely happens. You take a, a person who has been through a tremendous, difficult time uh, in their life, uh, and you will see a change in them. Uh, they come away with a peace about them. And uh, it, it's, it's one of the greatest joys of being a member of the order is this week that we spend in Lourdes.
1: So you see, you see that change in what you refer to as the, the blessed malad. you know, that, that person who's ill in some form or fashion. And you see that change in them. Well, do they, are they the only ones that receive the benefit? What about the members who, the members of the order?
2: we always say we get far much more out of it than we ever give we we try to go there and serve these people uh 24 hours a day we're at their beck and call but they they show us the work of christ the 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 heart of christ coming through uh it's amazing and it and in such a short time it really uh, it, it it's a renewal for anyone who uh goes there
1: well, it's a wonderful opportunity, obviously, to, uh, to be part of the, the healing uh, that Christ offers, to be a, a form and a function of that, of that healing. So, Robert, uh, let's turn our, our focus back to the defense of the faith a, a second. And what are some of the, the modern-day ways in which the Order of Malta defends the, the Catholic Church?
3: Well, Deacon Jeff, there's several ways, but uh, today we don't use swords so much. It's not a physical fighting for the faith, but it's to spread the faith academically, intellectually, and to teach the faith. Um, one of the, uh, we do a lot of work with the education of our members on the faith, but a, a key apostolate right now that we're doing right here is this radio uh, program, the Catholic Cafe. This is a way that um, that the Catholic faith can be presented to the public at large Uh, to educate people on what Catholics believe, to give correct information, to give them the opportunity, if they so desire, to look further and to explore the teachings of the church. And hopefully... Uh, to learn something about why Catholics believe about certain things. Why do we uh, you know, what is the Eucharist? Why do uh, Catholics go to confession to a priest? You know, what is the role of the papacy in the church? What, what kind of church did Christ start? And to, to teach that and to show the biblical basis and the historical basis for the church is a way that we defend it um, a- against sort of modern attacks or modern, or modern questions. So uh, we believe that, that basically, through teaching people, through showing them what the church believes, and through laying it out there that for people can open their minds and study and meditate and pray, that it will it will that, that is a service that we can do, um, coupled with our works of love. Because I think one of the keys that the orders always believe is that you, you say a lot more about what you do than what you say by loving the poor, by taking the terminally ill two lords and caring for them by uh, opening up the maternity hospital in Bethlehem, which is the only free maternity, it's the only modern hospital there that the Palestinian women can go to, that that shows them the love of Christ and the truth of the faith in Jesus Christ that, that far more than anything we could say.
1: Well, as far as this radio uh, program is concerned, I'm um, eternally grateful for the the love and support we get from the Order of Malta in making this radio uh, program possible because there definitely is, I can personally attest, to a lot of sort of myth and misunderstanding and maybe even some misrepresentation of the Catholic faith and what the Catholic Church teaches and believes. Uh, And actually there's a lot of Catholics who need a little help in totally understanding what their church teaches. And that's why we feel this is a wonderful opportunity Uh, Just as you said, to lay it all out there, to show all our cards and say, well, this is the faith, uh, you know, and and allow people to share in that uh, if they so desire. Well, that's wonderful. So let's talk a little bit about one other aspect of the Order of Malta I wanted to bring up. And I want to ask you this, uh, Noreen, how is the Order of Malta different from, from some of those other secretive organizations we've, we've heard about, the, which the, the church actually teaches against, like Freemasonry, uh, for example? You know, is this order in any way affiliated with those types of organizations?
2: Oh, absolutely not, Deacon Jeff. Um, but what we, we, what we are is, uh, it's, um, the, the, the reality of it is, is that here in the United States, we have over 300 million people. We are 3,500 in this big sea of humanity. So it isn't that we're secret. It's just that we're, there's not enough of us yet to make enough noise so that people understand who we are and what we're about. Well, we we are growing. Uh, every year we, uh, we have a wonderful investiture in Washington, D.C., in o- the last week of October. And this year we took in 67 new members. Uh, the American Association is taking in about 80, and uh, the Western Association, I don't think, is taking in quite as many this year. But uh, we, we're trying to grow. But, you know, we don't just want numbers. We want people who believe in what we're about, who have a strong uh, uh, commitment to their faith, or who are interested in becoming stronger in their faith.
1: There's also, Noreen, if I'm not mistaken, there's lots of ways a person can get involved. I mean, it's not always a matter of membership. There are also volunteers, lots of volunteers. The Order of Malta has always worked with volunteers, have they not?
2: Yes, they have. And I'll tell you, we have more fun doing what we do. Uh, We have pancake breakfasts. We feed the homeless in city parking lots in Texas. We have homes for the elderly. And uh, we read. We have men down in jacksonville florida who uh read the sports section to the men in the homes for the elderly and they ended up in really good discussions you know so um, a lot of what we do is uh it's giving but it's also taking and we really uh we have a lot of fun with what we do
1: well that's beautiful and uh, and a, what a wonderful opportunity and robert if someone is interested In finding out more about what the Order of Malta is all about, maybe they want to volunteer, and they want to find out more about the Order, how do they go about doing that? Well, there are a couple
3: ways, Deacon Jeff. First of all, um, we've already talked about our website, thecatholiccafe.com. There you're going to find links to the Order of Malta Federal Association because um, the Order of Malta Federal Association sponsors the Catholic Cafe. So you could go to the website and you could uh, click on the link and uh you could find out information there we have several projects throughout the country and i would encourage people if your heart uh, calls you to volunteer if there's an order of malta project there uh give us a call and we'll see if there's something we can get you volunteering with and if not be christ in where you are if there's not an order of malta uh project that uh, we firmly believe it's important for all christians all people to go out and basically be christ to other people to serve the poor and our lord's the sick and the poor and and to try to make Christ present where they are.
2: One thing that we're doing right now that we could really use a lot of help on, and that's the project that we do in uh, New Orleans. It's amazing, but, you know, a lot of people have forgotten about New Orleans, but believe me, there is still tremendous devastation there. And we go down about once every three months, and we work on one or two houses, and it's just a wonderful experience.
1: Well, wonderful. Robert, Noreen, thanks so much for visiting us here at the Catholic Cafe. We certainly appreciate the opportunity to learn more about what wonderful work the Order of Malta does throughout the world and what God is calling each of us to do uh, as well. So, again, thank you very much for visiting with us. Now, what I'd like to do is, uh, as we typically do here on the Catholic Cafe, is we're going to close in prayer. Heavenly Father, you promised to love your people and offer them the free gift of living eternally with you. Help us to wait with true patience as we anticipate the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And while waiting, live out your commandments and showing true Christian love to all those that we encounter. We ask you to grant this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe.